Hi, you're listening to Matt, Matt, and Jen, Transmissions from the Dark Side, and I'll be listening soon. This is Tom Savini, signing off. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A married couple. Saxon. Banana Mouth. Enter if you dare. Two transmissions from the dark side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me through the power of the internet, my goodness, is my two best friends in the whole wide world. If it isn't Jen Henson and Matt Rose, very nasal, very nasal for me today. Um, my Midwest just pouring out of every nostril. How are you both? Doing well, Matt. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Uh, Excellent. Today we find ourselves smack dab in the back half of season three. It's episode 16. It's called The Waiting Room. Around here, what we do, we hear the name of an episode. We go, don't remember that one. And then we go, (laughs) I wonder what that one's about. Let me guess. We call it the dark side guess. Um. Who would like to say what they guessed first? If I say guess one more time, I get a toaster <laughs> oven. <laughs> What's your dark side guess? I, I, will, I will go first. The waiting room. Ian McKay was a patient boy. He waited and waited and waited until he finally received the invitation to the Dominion Hellfire Club, the most exclusive invitation-only brothel in Washington, D.C. He read the invitation over and over until he committed it to memory, arrived at the set time, and was led into a small red room. What Ian would soon learn was why the club had such an exclusive clientele, whether the rumors of mysterious disappearances around the bottle were true, and what purpose the Red Room really served. Ooh. All right. Uh, uh, Here is mine. Joel is a patient boy. He waits, he waits, he waits, he waits. His time is watered down a drain. Everybody's moving, everybody's moving, everybody moving, 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 because they're all reanimated corpses. Huh, interesting. Please say we went three for three. I feel it. (laughs) The waiting room. A young Ian McKay was a a patient boy. He'd wait, he'd wait, he'd wait, he'd wait. His time was watered down a drain, but everyone was moving. So please don't leave him to remain in the waiting room. <laughs> three, oh. four, three. Three, three for three. three. God, we haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, that was. How could how could it not though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just for those of you who have never heard Fugazi's waiting room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just did three times. <laughs> We are absolutely shocked you're listening to this podcast. 
but that is a-okay check it out it's a pretty good song unfortunately unfortunately none of those guesses were correct so jen can you hit us up with them sweet deeds sure this episode the waiting room was season three episode 16 of monsters aired january 13th 1991 here is the description from imdb imdb Ben suggests to his newlywed son, John, and daughter, Kate, to spend their wedding night in the same hotel room where he spent his honeymoon. When a mysterious woman kidnaps John there, ashamed Ben reveals his secret to Kate. This episode was directed by Philip Alderton, uh, who directed this episode and a straight-to-video film called Drop Dead Gorgeous. Not the other Drop Dead Gorgeous that was famous, sir. Uh, this episode was written by Neil Marshall Stevens. Uh, he also goes by Roger Barron, Benjamin Carr, and Neil Stevens. He has written a ton of really crappy, maybe they're great, uh, a ton of uh, direct-to-video films, including uh, 2010's Super Hybrid that had the tagline, Most Cars Run on Fuel, This One Runs on Blood. Uh, yeah his most famous was the the remake of 13 ghosts uh and episodes of monsters he wrote uh feverman he wrote the face and uh stressed environment in addition to this episode Hmm. benjamin was played by john saxon uh horror great john saxon he was nancy's dad in night uh nope (laughs) nightmare on Elm elm street thank you uh, Roper and Enter the Dragon. He was in Black Christmas. He was in Cannibals in the Streets. Animals in the Sheets. Uh, also known as uh, Cannibal Apocalypse. It was one of the video nasties. Uh, he appeared in uh, MST3K favorite Mitchell. Oh, shit. He, yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, fluent in Italian and made many films in Italy, including Mario Baba's The Evil Eye. Oh, man. Uh, Catherine was played by Lisa Waltz. She was Hallie on My So-Called Life. She was Marcus's wife on Fear the Living Dead, Nora in Brighton Beach Memoirs, and some other things. John O'Connell was played by Christian Jules LeBlanc, not related to Matt LeBlanc, unfortunately. He has been on The Young and the Restless since 1991. Oh, wow. And uh, the woman in the room was played by Denise Gentile. She was in nine episodes of Babylon 5 and a bunch of other TV shows. And that's the end. <laughs> that's all we have? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Nailed it. The door from the monsters <laughs> swings wide open. And welcome to every relationship before my wife. Um, (laughs) 
just a, cala- a calamity, a catastrophe, a comedy of errors. We have a young couple climbing the stairs of the hallway from Friends, and it is real <laughs> bad. Something real bad wrong here. Uh, so dad is taking them on their honeymoon. There's a red flag. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. I, I, I wrote, wait, it's our honeymoon and here's dad. This is a nightmare. This is, <laughs> that's the scariest. That's the monster. <laughs> that's the scariest part of this episode. So somehow they have gotten, this young couple has been wrangled into going on, going to Whatever this location is, it's not really clear. It's, is it a hotel? It's in, yeah, it's a hotel that's out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, apparently, no one works at this hotel. Like, we never see anybody else in the hotel. I know they said they had the only two rooms, but you'd think that they would at least have, like, housekeeping or a manager Wait, the hotel, the, the hotel had two rooms available, or the hotel only has two rooms? Only had two. No, only two rooms were booked. Samson oh. makes okay. it sound like he owns the place. Like, yeah. there's a real vibe of like, yeah, this is mine. <laughs> but there's also a vibe of, we're stuck here. So it's a very... Yeah. It, snow, it, it had snowed quite a bit. It's a very what is actually go. How did they end up here? Feeling like how did these letting guys? Letting the days go by, letting the water roll me down. Same as it ever was, and same <laughs> as monsters ever is, as at telling you to shut up, sit down, and enjoy the show. Because <laughs> who cares? You'll get what you get, and be happy with it. Uh so. We get a haunted exposition dump where we learn that they have to go here to make dad happy because he hasn't been doing great ever since mom died. died. Look, the sax man is about to come in here and drop way too much information. Oh, oh, I I laughed when when this came up. So uh, Catherine, the the daughter-in-law, is kind of questioning why they are here. And then dad uh, walks in after she's carried over the threshold by John, the the husband. Uh, and the, the dad walks in and is like, well, this place hasn't changed at all. And she's like, wait, did you stay in this room? And he says, oh yeah, this is the room that we <laughs> your uh, husband stayed in for our honeymoon. Cons- this is the room your husband was conceived in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can't wait to share the same bed my parents had me in. Again, I wrote down, this is the nightmare. This is the monster. (laughs) Yeah. This is completely John Belushi as the thing that wouldn't leave. Like, (laughs) Uh, I distinctly remember being a a young teenager, possibly preteen, and my stepmother just casually mentioning where I had been conceived, where my mother and father had conceived me because apparently they had discussed it. And I was, that really sat with me for a long time. Oh, yeah. How could it not? No. No. Things things I don't need to know. Yeah. (laughs) Where, Where I was conceived, 
probably top of the list. Mm-hmm. I know I was conceived. I don't need yeah. any I don't need more to know any other details. Yeah, I, I remember once I told my mom that as far as I was concerned, my parents had sex three times uh, because, you know, two siblings. And what? she was, she was, she was. Hello, <laughs> Jen and I are like, like huh? <laughs> she was, well, I said that for people who don't know I have a brother and sister. But uh, yeah, she, she did not find it as funny as I did. Mm. Uh, where, God, she started to answer that question, and I was like, nope, nope, just zip, 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 nope, nope. Nope. Yeah, that would be but like living my delusion. Well, as uh, longtime listeners will know that my no, they won't. Uh, longtime <laughs> listeners of matters would know that my father yeah. is a, a habitual oversharer because I think that's his kink. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it would just be like, I'm gonna go now. Thank you. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you just throw the bucket down the well. I stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. And so is this couple. Uh, They get Saxon out of there, but then they watch him go into his room. And before he walks into a room, Saxon makes sure to turn on. And I'm never going to call him anything but Saxon. No. Oh, yeah, neither neither do I. Saxon makes sure to turn on the lights. And the uh, Catherine goes, you do that too. And this husband gets so defensive (laughs) like of all the things to get upset about your dad's foibles for and getting having your dad's foibles get called out on that's the thing that you're like hey it's not all bad luck it's bad luck to go into a dark room how yeah how long has he been hearing that like that's the point where she goes that's not a thing yeah that's the hell i don't know how many roma curses you've heard but i've never (laughs) heard that ever that's not a thing i i've watched a lot of horror movies being afraid of the dark sure entering a dark room being bad luck no hi first time caller long time listener (laughs) never heard that one before it would have been better, I think, if it was, you can't go into dark rooms. Going into dark rooms is a little spooky. Like, that's that's fair. My yeah, dad, I mean, that's how my, I feel. An adult, he's an adult man, but I mean, you know, I, I will freely admit that I always turn the lights on. Because, I mean, mainly I, I don't want to trip over the garbage, but still, like, I get it. I get it. But also monsters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if... if if it was my dad, um, my dad has poor depth perception. He's got to see when he enters a room. That would be fine. No, it's bad luck. luck. Bad luck. Okay, and you just cool. know that that's what Saxon's been telling his son since mm-hmm. birth. Yeah. Look, yeah. If you make me walk into a dark room, you're cursed too. <laughs> I curse you. We're going to find out why uh, old Saxon doesn't enter a darkened room in just a little bit. But. This honeymoon has to get kicked off the right way. Yeah. The um, the conversation that they're having about the father quickly turns into, uh, a, hey, you got a banana? Because I've got a banana mouth. <laughs> oh, 
Hold it. Wait. Uh, well, Wait. I, I've got questions. Oh, you do? That's not a thing. Explain banana mouth for me, please. Uh, Matt, it's bad luck to ask any questions about banana luck. <laughs> banana, <laughs> banana mouth. <laughs> do, do you have a banana? Because I have a banana mouth. A banana wallet? A banana holder? A banana pocket? A banana holder, I guess, sounds better than banana mouth. Banana. Between my legs is a banana mouth. <laughs> Look, I don't know anything about anatomy. Do you want? Do you want to fuck? But when it comes to the reincarnation of Lord Byron, there he is. There he is, ladies. Uh, pretty me the timbers. Uh, do you have a for I have a banana and you, and you have a banana mouth. It fall from the sky like clumps of banana in Costa Rica. Uh, Lord Byron. Quick, write Frankenstein so it will kill him. Lord Byron dies again. <sighs> what if Lord Byron wrote that he died again? <laughs> Lord, 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 in in my hypothetical here, Lord Byron has come back to life. <laughs> written a sonnet or some kind of soliloquy about banana and banana mouth <laughs> realizes what he has done and decides to die again I stamp that with a plausible oh well I'll tell you what right. it is what isn't plausible is that they're both dressed after coitus here, because oh, I thought they, I thought that I thought that he was just wearing like, uh, wasn't he just wearing boxer shorts or was he wearing pajama bottoms? Yeah, he could have pulled his little penis out of the hole of the boxer <laughs> shorts. Oh, oh, with his banana. <laughs> it's bad luck to take down your boxer shorts on your wedding night. Well, she looks like she's wearing a full-on, like, nightgown. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They're just fully well, dressed. No, I, no, when, when, she was, when she was under the covers, she had, she had nothing on her shoulders or, or chest. She just had the sheet pulled up. Really? Did she? Did she? Yeah. I thought she was yeah, wearing it. Yeah, because I wrote, oh, man, they done boned. Oh, uh, okay, fair. Well, they done boned. I think they done that... boned. What I find the least plausible is that this is a hotel that does not have its own bathroom in the room. Yeah. How did we get talked into going to this, this boning room? This isn't a hotel. This is a bed and breakfast. If that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, John decides to go to the bathroom and, uh, he leaves the room, goes down the hall, walks back in, and all of a sudden, we see a woman's back lighting a candle. We see a woman from behind lighting a candle. Yeah. A woman is not lighting a candle with her back, we should say. <laughs> we see a woman's back, and she is lighting a candle. 
you know that that's what she's doing. Yes. Because there's a glow. She has a banana mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, all mouths are banana mouths, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, this is special mouth. (laughs) This is when a man and a woman love each other very much. And it's their honeymoon. But they don't. Where is the woman? Hold on. Is a banana mouth contingent on it being a honeymoon? Correct. So the rest of their lives, she does not have a banana mouth. Correct. That is Lord Byron here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's let's just keep moving forward. Okay. Because good. Because I'm gonna get real bogged down in banana mouth, and I'm about to. Okay. Good. Keep moving forward. Um, uh, so we hear we hear um, John scream. Catherine stirs in her sleep. Uh, she jumps out of bed and looks around for the source of the screams. Uh, and then Ben comes out of his room, uh, and we hear more screams. And that is the act break. She uh, she is screaming, John, John, John. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. You'll have a great time in New York City, east side of town, at the Hotel Seville. We do great cooking, honey. We'll treat you right. We know you'll love your bill. Remember, in New York City, Hotel Seville. Your friendly home away from home. Our friendly home away from home. Madison Avenue and 29th Street. Call 532-4100. If you want bananas, baby, we've got a bunch <laughs> at the Hotel Savile. You don't want headlights, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your pill at the Hotel Savile. Wow, forty nine ninety nine double occupancy. I know. Holy crap! What year was that? Uh, Seventy. Yeah, I'd say, say eighty three. It was the seventies. Okay. So when you saw that roast beef, did you think to yourself, that's 70s roast beef right there? <laughs> like that's that's a that's the roast beef of people who just have given up on life. Oh, that's some that's some sign of the beef carver right there. Yeah, it was like it was nearly green. It was so brown. Like yes. it, so I thought it was more gray than brown. Yeah. Well, it definitely it was it, disgusting. It definitely had the feel of like you know when they say they do good cooking, that's like a up that's for a big debate. red flag right there. It's like we're up no hotel. That's not true. Some hotels have world class restaurants in them, but those hotels I don't think ever say we we've do got cooking. good cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I can't I can't imagine the book Cadillac would would put that in their ads maybe that roast beef looked delicious when they started shooting at like 7 a.m but it was under the hot lights all day yeah yeah Yeah. though that one makes one wonder how many takes did it take to get that roast beef sliced like you know the whole damn thing is sweetened too like they didn't record this live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and prime rib cut, take forty-two. Food good. Fuck! <laughs> Banana mouth. 
Lord Byron, what are you doing? <laughs> Just trying to work a bit till it's dead. <laughs> like me. <laughs> time, oh. time to die again. See you later. <laughs> See you in two dollars. Ooh, Freddy Freaker, what are you doing here? I was just gonna ask. I I was gonna suggest a commercial, and I was going to send Freddy Freaker. Uh, oh, that's another commercial that gets stuck in my head. Been so long. All the time. Okay. And like, I always want to text you guys and be like, "Hey guys, do you know a way that I can find what's happening?" What's scamming from New York to LA? And and then like I don't know, a, a squirrel has a puffy tail outside, and I just completely, completely forget. What's scamming? What's jamming from here to LA? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Call one nine hundred four nine zero freak. Yeah. John the party, the fast easy way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's get back to this episode because uh, things are about yeah. to get real. Yeah. Uh, and we're back. This, uh, this phone call, we return to, uh, Catherine having a phone call with obviously no one. Uh, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be the police. I'm yeah. guessing that it's the police, but you know, she's just like, it, the look on her face tells you everything. This is no help. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we we John Saxon is now in the room, and the big question is, where did John go? And John Saxon is about to spill the beans. He has a look. He takes, on, a, he takes a swig from his flask. He has a look on his like, face that's like, "You're not ready for this." She's like, "You seem suspicious, John Saxon." <laughs> and John Saxon goes, "I love my wife." Okay. I only cheated once. Well, okay, stop. No, he says he says that he was always faithful to his wife, except the time he cheated on her. And I was like, I don't think you understand what faithful means. There, faithful does not have an asterisk. After but it was it. only on his wedding, wedding night. night. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so here's John Saxon just trying to explain to the uh, his daughter-in-law hey guys cheat deal with it missy and if it's your wedding night if you know what <laughs> if my son right now is getting it he's getting his dick wet on, in some <laughs> nether realm i'm keeping my mouth shut <laughs> hey people in glass houses right <laughs> Right, right. I was very, very true to your to your uh, son's mother, except for that one time that I boned a ghost. <laughs> so it's a fl- it's a flashback now, where John Saxon looks exactly the same. Exactly I, think the they, same. I think they used Grecian formula on him or something. Oh, uh, no, no, they did not. <laughs> Maybe they took a box of Grecian, never opened it, and rubbed his head with it. <laughs> no change at all to John yeah. Saxon. Yeah, it's why does John Saxon look exactly the same now as he did at least 25 years ago? Is he a Dracula? Um, so he gets up to pee just like his son, 
uh, he goes to the room 14, which is the room where uh, everybody stays, apparently. And so he enters, and there is a, a sexy young lady in the room. Uh, and he's like, oh, God, I'm sorry. This must be the wrong room. And she's essentially like, that doesn't mean that it has to, like, you might not be in the right room, but that doesn't mean you're in the wrong room. So come sit next to me on the bed. Uh, and then she she uh, she walks over to her glowing bed, and they they pork by candlelight. Okay, I'm assuming. Okay, I watched this thing, and I was like, "This is the most '90s part of the whole episode," <laughs> because this is silk stockings. Yeah, this is red absolutely. shoe diaries. This is some. 80s power suit coked out of his mind executives I, who who once produced Alf but now is <laughs> is now stuck on monsters and he's like you know what's hot baby ah, glowing beds <laughs> yeah and you know how much trim I port with my banana <laughs> oh my third ex-wife told me to stop saying that She's begging me <laughs> to flip her banana mouth on our wedding night. So is the banana banana mouth is like south mouth, right? Like banana mouth is not like yeah, yeah. Banana mouth is south mouth. mouth. Okay, all right, yeah. okay, all right. I I I, I wasn't one hundred percent clear on that. Well, you know, when you make possibly the worst worst youth. <laughs> 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 Matt imploded like Lord Byron. <laughs> you know, when you make possibly the worst euphemism for sex that you've ever made in your life, why not just ride that ride that horse all the way home? Straight to hell. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. You find yourself in a room with a glowing bed and a sexy woman. What? This just sounds like Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> yeah, it does. What have I become? What is that? <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Uh, you know what? It's been so long since I played the Red Shoe Sexy st- Sax music mm-hmm. that I can't find it. Oh, no. Yeah, I can't. I can't find uh, the Red Shoe Diary sexy sax. Oh man! Well, just do yakety sax then. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a that's a pretty good idea. I like that. It's probably sexy. I mean, it was on Benny Hill, and that was Sex City. <laughs> well, no need to uh, keep grinding the show to a halt. Um, <laughs> they bone on a glowing bed, but then he tries to leave. He's like, "Well, yeah, that he, was." He gets up uh, like when when she's you know already out. He gets up, gets dressed, is about to leave. Um, and she says like, "Well, you're you're coming back," and he's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, sure, of course, yeah, baby, yeah." Uh, well, I want you to promise that you'll come back. Uh, yeah, sure, I promise. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, whatever you need. 
Now, can I go, please? Will you give me a child, and will we always be together? Uh, 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 red flag, guys. Red flag. Sure. <laughs> Is that going to get me out of here faster? <laughs> it's Bill Murray in um, Ed Wood. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, okay. But, okay, uh, that's a promise. That's a promise. So remember your promise. And he leaves. He's out the door. So Sacks he, out. he closes the door. He walks out, walks down the hall a little bit and notices that he he was already in his own room. He turns around, goes back to room 14, opens it, and there's his you know, his wife that he was faithful to for all of 15 minutes. So he thought it was a dream. Well, yeah. So let's, I mean, all three of us are married. Let's face some yeah. facts. We walk into a dark room, and now it's a candlelit person that is so hot, just ready to jump our bones. Like a like a sensuous Deanna Troy. <laughs> Wasn't Deanna Troy already kind of sensuous? Yes, that's what I, yeah. It would be, I I know that I would be so trying to get out of there. It would be like in Superbad. Oh, like climbing the walls. Yeah. Like that scene in Superbad where um, he's with the girl and she's like, I'm going to give you a blow, Jay. And he's like, yeah, that is a, that is the thing. Okay, I got to, maybe we could just talk for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I would not. I would not uh, stand for any of that. So, Saxon, shame on you. Mm. All right. Do we have more to this act? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she, he says eight months later, uh, he was. They were. He was moving stuff in the the new house with his wife, and yes. she was. She was there again, uh, in the basement. Yeah, he um, went. He went down there to put. <laughs> towels away or something uh he opens the door and there she is and now she's pregnant she shows him the belly uh and he can't get out of there fast enough um and she says that the door is always there for you ben always Act break all right and uh we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. It's the freak phone. And here's the party freak. Freddy Freaker. Dancing the sensation. Grabbing the nation. Doing the freak. Call now. one 900 freak Join the party. The fast and easy way. To hear what's scamming from New York to L.A. Call now. one 900 freak What's happening? What's jamming? Party to your drop. Dialing here the action. What's hot and what's not? Call now. one 900 freak Two dollars a call. God, it's still good. It's still, it's still so, is so good. It's a freak's phone. Freddy Freaker. Wow, 1.7 million viewers. 42,000 likes, 372 dislikes. Those Fuck people those just don't like fun. They just yeah. don't like fun. They the freak like... phone's not for you. Yeah, you yeah. know what's not for you? The freak phone. 
reach. I feel like if I was ever going to make a documentary, which I've always wanted to do, uh, it would be the story of the freak phone. Yes. It's the freak phone. He's the party freak. Friday freaker. Dancing new sensation. Grabbing the nation. Doing the freak call now. one 900 freak Join the party. The fast and easy way. You hear what's scamming from New York to L.A. Call now. one 900 freak What's happening? What's jamming? Party till you drop. Dialing here the action. What's hot and what's not? Call now. one 900 freak Two dollars a call. I mean, Freddy Freaker lands that commercial. Yeah. $2 per call. And we're back. Saxon is still trying to explain that this this half... So I did not notice this on his initial interaction with the woman in the room. But half of her face is fine and half of her face is monstery. I don't think she was like that no, the first time. No, no. She, first time she, was that, hot she even says, this is, this is what you've done to me, but I've still remained faithful to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't always half monster. Uh, so he, he explains that she can show up behind any door, closets, neighbors, left doors, right doors. Um, and he doesn't know who she is. He doesn't know what she is. She exists out of time and space. Uh, and the room only appears when there's darkness behind the door. Hence why he always turns the light on. She's half half human, half nightmare, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, but, I mean, I, I do have to point this out that uh, the gun did go off. They, mm-hmm. they did something in the first act, and they actually paid it off in the third. So, good, so nice, good on nice you. job, show. Yeah, <laughs> good, good job, guys. Uh, he also explains that she did have the baby, uh, yes. and he was some sort of abomination that she, yes. that lives with her in the the phantom zone. Yeah. Now, Catherine is hearing all of this, and she's like, she basically just goes, "That's fucked up, dude." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Saxon's immediate response is, "I didn't kill anybody." Well, yeah. He he talks about how. You know, he's done a jerk. Tons of other dudes have done worse than me. And I'm pretty sure that's the motto of dirt bags everywhere. Yeah. Look. Uh, it, I don't know why the wife is dead. Like, it doesn't seem like that's, it seems like that should be related, but they don't, if, no, they, if it, it just, is, it's not yeah, ever explained. It just seems like yeah. a loose happenstance. But yeah. the thing is, you cannot tell me that the wife never walked into a dark room. Oh, yeah, yeah, because if she can capture the sun, well, yeah, if she can capture the sun, why didn't she ever just capture the wife and be like, hey, dude, your wife cheated on you on your wedding day. Like, you know, leave. I'll take him. Yeah. yeah but we have a kid together. He's a monster. Like, I don't get it. Well, again, uh, leave it all at the door because oh. Saxon's about to emote his ass off. <laughs> Look, you didn't kill anybody, which, of course, is like, Nobody said you did, but we did say that you cheated on your wife on your wedding yeah. night, and that's uh, your honeymoon, and that's a pretty dick move. And yeah, your son real. is gone, so could you please walk into a darkened room to save your son? Look, I'd kill for my boy, but I ain't yeah, I do, do that. I do anything to save him. 
Except for walking Except into that. a dark room. Yeah. But uh, I believe you found my meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, why haven't we been calling it that? Like the things you won't. I, I don't the, know. I, this is it. From here on out, if there's something you won't do, just go, you found my meatloaf. Found my meatloaf. <laughs> and if the person gets it, they are your friend forever. <laughs> and if they don't, they will walk into a darkened room. And there will be a woman lighting a candle. And they will have to bone that nice lady with their banana. Their banana. Their banana mouth. <laughs> look, she, uh, Catherine's like, look, that you've taken my husband away. He's gone. Yeah. All right, all right. So, so, so Ben is back drinking in his room. Uh, and Catherine has figured out the solution to this little problem. Uh, Look, I love this. This is a woman yeah, she, of action. I liked this. I liked her. I thought she did great. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly do love this conceit of walking into a darkened room. Yeah. Uh, uh, being uh, being the portal to this person. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, you know what? I can make a hallway dark. Yeah. No so she goes problem. and she unscrews all the lights in the hallway. Um and then I think she waits for for Ben's light to go out and then she starts calling to the woman like, "Hey, you have my husband. Please let him go. What can I do to get him back?" And I promise uh, I'll bring ba- I promise you'll yeah. get Benjamin back. Yeah. Uh and so almost immediately John gets like launched through the doorway at her. Uh, she says, "She says you promise, you promise." Yeah. Like he hears, she doesn't see the woman, but she hears the woman talking. Yeah, yeah. and she she indeed promises. Uh, and you know, she gets him back. He's he's shirtless and looked like kind of sweaty, maybe. Uh, she she puts him to bed, and God doesn't. Doesn't she call for? Yeah, she go. This is where she uh, she tells uh, John, you know, no matter what you hear out in the hallway, do not come out. This guy ain't going anywhere. He oh, looks yeah, like he's, he's no. He's having some kind of some kind of freak out, and she does a good yeah. job, like reassuring him. And she's like, "You're yeah. just a just a nightmare." Seemed real, yeah. but yeah, because yeah. he looks uh, like he's seen a million ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she says, "No matter what." Don't come out into the hallway. And then goes out into the hallway and screams for Ben. Ben, Ben, come help. Saxon, I need you. Yeah. So Saxon uh, actually does run out into the hall or what he thinks is the hall. Uh, and no, it's it's mystery later, mystery lady and her son. Uh, I have I have things to say about the son, but let's let's. Let's keep it moving. Her son looks like one of the Geico cavemen, right? <laughs> I uh, They don't ever actually show you the face. All we see is that he is partying, or he's business in front and party in the back. <laughs> yeah, he looks... Yeah, yeah I guess... Lumpy. He looks, he looks lumpy. Lumpy, lumpy is like, probably the words. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like they... Uh, it's almost like they had a leftover Rocky Dennis mask and they just taped a mullet to it. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was, it was not the best. It was not the best mask. And you know, K and B did, did the makeup for this. So 
I, I expected I expected more than just a lumpy head, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it just, it gets the point across. It does, it does. It's fine. Yeah, so, um, it goes she, back to, she goes back to the room. She says, don't worry, everything is fine. Uh, and then he says something um, that they said in the first act that we didn't mention, that and an O'Connell always keeps his word. And then we cut back to Ben screaming in between the mystery lady and son sandwich. Um, he looks Richard like he's just getting a big hug from them. He is. Yeah. He is. He is. But I mean, you can um, tell from the jump, Saxon hates affection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he likes boning strangers and working <laughs> ghosts. Working ghosts and cold interactions. <laughs> Yeah, with well, people I mean, he's supposed to O'Connell, love. O'Connell, O'Connell, he's Irish, so. And that is, that is the episode. Um, mm-hmm. It is Richard P. Rubenstein. It's... Let's go to the writers' room. Yeah. I liked it. I liked that it was just. I liked the simplicity of it. There wasn't yeah. like a big explanation of the the woman. I don't. I did not think it needed it. Uh, I liked this episode. So did I. I, I really yeah did. I yeah don't don't misunderstand I I didn't dislike the episode uh obviously there were holes but um I, yeah for for the most part I I enjoyed the episode it definitely wasn't some of our previous episodes that got one or two stars so mm-hmm. you know this is definitely a marked improvement over those yeah. Yeah. But uh, what would we what would we do to fix it? I guess is where Matt is about to go. Yeah. It, well, is there anything really to fix? Um, I th- I think of anything making the uh, makeup more stark. Uh, yeah. On the woman in the room of, and maybe a moderate explanation as to why, what he is actually doing to her. Yeah. Because at this point, I mean, his wife is dead. Go in the room. I know, I know. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. Like, I don't know. But also, I have a feeling that Catherine and uh, John are just going to be heading straight to divorce court. Because it's what's it going to be? Like, uh, here's the deal. Your dad left you to die. So I left him in the room with a ghost. <laughs> a ghost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, with your with your your half ghost, your, your, your half ghost, ghost half brother, your ghost. Yeah, half yeah, brother. yeah. Anyway, can we go back to the banana? <laughs> anyway, that's uh, yes. that's the episode. Jen, give us a scale. Oh, scale of one to ten, banana mouths. Eight. I oh, give wow. it eight banana eight. mouths as well. Uh, I. I give it like six and a half. Okay. I dare to call it a must watch. I guess it's a highly recommended for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would I would go I would go with highly recommended. It's I it's not a bad episode. It's not I, a bad episode by any stretch. Um it's I think it's one of the better episodes of season three. Yeah, for season... I feel like the story made sense, and I it feel I, I liked the the uh, the lead female getting to make some smart decisions. Yeah, that's always yeah. that's always surprising in uh, in this show. <laughs> I'd call it a must watch. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna okay. call it. A must I liked watch. it a lot. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree. Do you, Matt? 
<laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yep, yep, yep. Ding, ding, ding. The waiting room, a must watch. And uh, we must wish you a wonderful evening, a wonderful day. Uh, wherever you are in the world, we hope that you are doing well. Any final thoughts from the transmissions crew? Oh, geez. Uh, try to enjoy the daylight. I guess, I guess. try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.